The Level Down Games podcast for May 25th, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Discord Welcome. might be cutting it out, but I'm pr- okay. You've got mail. Yeah, Discord was like the the noise gate or whatever <laughs> was cutting out the actual like noise of the of the actual like dial up or whatever. So I didn't really know what was being played. <laughs> I just sat there and watched it. And I was like, this is not going to be good. I just I kept I kept listening. I was trying to figure out what it was, and I thought it might have been the dial up tone. And then you did the AOL sounds, and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Welcome. You've got Sean. This is the Level Down Games Podcast. Welcome home. For the uninitiated, the LDG Podcast is a weekly midnight society meeting amongst the crew at Level Down Games. I, of course, am your host, Brian. And joining me on the show this evening, it's a lonely night. It's just the two of us. The sound guy is back. It is Sean. Welcome back, Sean. Get that crap out of here. What's going on? Just the two of us tonight. It'll be a nice, intimate show. We'll, uh... I'd have queued that up, but I didn't want to get DMCA'd, you know what I mean? Like, like let's get it on, or... No, just the two of us, but I mean, oh. well, I can play that, too. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, no. Special shout-out to Midnight Playtime and Neon Dan over on Twitter at Neon Dan TV Woo! for providing the music to the Level Down Games podcast. Go check him out over on Twitter. And it up his Bandcamp at MidnightPlaytime.Bandcamp.com to listen to more really excellent synthwave vibes. Sean, you weren't here last week. We debuted a new segment that is so uh, fun to, to to segue into. Let's talk a little, what's new with you? Oh, man. What's the sound bite that you plug in there? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't quite figured out what's going to go Can't there. Can't wait. I need to figure something out that's funny <laughs> that's uh, that's going to go there that, that makes sense, but something's going to go there. I don't know. Something's going to go there. Yeah. But for now, instead, we'll just put this in there. There you go. All right. Hey, what's new with you, Brian? Oh, man, Sean, it's been a fun week. I've been putting a lot of time into the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I know I talked briefly about it uh, last week on the show, but I am pretty far into the first Mass Effect now. I likely will be finishing it in the next... hmm, day or two maybe maybe not because tomorrow we're actually uh, jessica and i uh monday are going to be down at the columbus zoo for a good majority of the day uh so i probably won't have a lot of time to play tomorrow but i likely will have the first mass effect done in the next couple days and then i don't know if i'm gonna move into mass effect 2 right away i might wait a little oh, while like 4k I, well i mean 
I don't know that I just want to play all three Mass Effect games one after another. I might do yeah. like a couple games or like a game or two in between each one or something. I don't know exactly how I'll do it or it might just be all how I feel like I might start Mass Effect 2 and see how it goes. And if I want to play something else, then I might, you know, put it on the shelf for a little while. I'm not 100 percent sure yet. So now historically, were you like a big fan of one and then two and three were like not not so much or did you like two a lot or no like, i was, was a, i was one? a bigger fan of two mostly two uh, <laughs> um i was gonna say i was a bigger fan of two and three and and i was a huge fan of three but i also had the unfortunate uh you know pleasure of playing through three when it first released and it was a a kind of micro transactiony you had to spend so much time on your phone and then the ending just absolutely sucked until they fixed it like nine or 12 months later after the game came out um so my my impression of mass effect 3 has always been kind of rough but the game was really fun uh so it is something that i want to go back and kind of experience again because it is the updated version already you know it is the complete version and it has all the dlc kind of bundled in as well so it's that complete package of course i'm going to want to see that but i was more of a fan of of 2 and 3 back in the day because if you remember the original mass effect played quite a bit differently than the other two. And it, it didn't feel as, I guess, seamless and fun as as the later two would. So seeing the updates that they put into the you know original game with this Legendary Edition has been nice because they did bring it more in line with the other two games to make it more fun. So that's been fun. Okay. Yeah, so that's... Well, been, that's that's nice. That's been nice. But, uh, you know, I, I am a fan of Mass Effect. I hate Andromeda. And I, you know, the the review that I wrote for leveldowngames.com, I don't even really call it a review. It was more just like an opinion piece. But I, I did <laughs> just like, I just did not like that game. But, uh, and most people didn't either. I mean, it was an abomination of a Mass Effect game. But... I am excited for the future of this franchise, knowing that Bioware, you know, whatever is going on with them. We know Dragon Age 4 is coming first still, but we know they're also kind of working on the next game in the Mass Effect franchise now. So I'm hopeful because I am a fan of this series and I would like to see it uh, flourish once again. But I think it's time in the sun, you know, may have come and gone already with this original trilogy, uh, because I think that might still be like the the best of the best when it comes to Mass Effect. But it is fun getting to re-experience everything. And I'm just kind of playing this time. I've already played through this series 100 percent. You know, I've saved all the crewmates before I did all the romances. I've already seen a majority of the content because I've played through to completion and almost 100 percent the original games so i'm not stressing about the side stuff this time around if i do it i do it if i don't i don't uh i'm gonna try to still save everybody and i'm gonna work on like the the loyalty missions when it comes to mass effect 2 uh but if i lose somebody then i'm just gonna roll with it i'm not gonna worry about it too much and i'm just gonna play through it like this isn't a, a completion run for any you know stretch of the imagination it's just a let's get through these games in a timely manner <laughs> He almost had to quit. I didn't yeah, quit, Sean. And I can see that. And I didn't quit, Steve. <laughs> I, I feel like those games, 
you've you've played them already, and so you're not going to go back and try to do all of it again. Well, that's the thing. Like, you're not getting anything new out of it, right? You're not getting anything yeah. new, really. You, you're getting to re-experience these games that you love, and that's cool, but you're not really getting anything new. And in terms of getting things new this past week, I've actually... Been, You're not getting anything new out of me. Well, I'll tell you that. I know, and that's why I'm going to talk about an additional thing here in, uh, in the segment instead of just one thing, because you don't really have much this week. <laughs> and it's okay, because you could talk about this with me, because I've been uh, kind of talking to you about my journey and, and was trying to get you to maybe jump in with me. I recently picked up the complete edition of Final Fantasy XIV, on the PlayStation 4 in preparation for the PlayStation 5 version, which is actually coming out the same day this podcast drops. Patch 5.5 releases uh, Tuesday the 25th, the, the, again, the day this posts, uh, on both PC and PlayStation, and that's going to, you know, enable the PlayStation 5 version more or less. And I don't know if you saw the trailer for the PS5 version of Final Fantasy 14, but the updates that they've actually put into to it are pretty impressive like tell me more my friend it looks better on at least from what they showed i'm sure you can probably get this maxed out and looking pretty good on a pc as well but you're going to be able to like run this in 4k on playstation 5 and the, okay. the game just looks incredible on PS5. So I was thoroughly, you know, impressed after watching the trailer. You can go back. I, if you missed it, I actually have the trailer in this week's uh, new release roulette that posted yesterday on YouTube. Ooh. Um, but they kind of sucked me in with this. And I was like, well, damn, I sort of want to have this on PlayStation because I already have the game on PC. I don't have the newest expansion, Shadowbringers, but I have up through Stormblood. So I have the base game. I have Heavensward and I have Stormblood on PC. But I never did pick up Shadowbringers. So okay. with the announcement of Endwalker coming later this year, I think in November, I was kind of wanting to get back into it because they're kind of bringing the story closed that's been being told in Final Fantasy XIV. And everyone always says how amazing the narrative is in the game and that it's one of the better Final Fantasy stories ever told. And, you know, you always hear all this praise and stuff for the team and for, for Yoshi P and all the amazing stuff he's done with the with this game after after it was in such a rough state when it originally released and then they had to can it and then they brought it back as a realm reborn um so he he's done so many cool things with this with this game that I, i'm glad it's you know as as successful as it is but um I figured I would just pick up the complete edition on the PS4 in advance of the PS5 update just to kind of get everything installed, ready to go. And, you know, then I have Shadowbringers as well. I'm not I'll probably never play this again on PC after playing it. And I wasn't really anticipating putting as much time into it over the last week as I did. I think I what did I pick it up on Wednesday or Thursday? I don't remember. I know I yeah it sounds about yeah right. I know it was one of those two days I know I told you when I did because I was trying to get you to pick it up too, 
I uh, I thought I would just jump in, make my character kind of mess around for a little bit, and then I would jump back in on Tuesday when the actual update drops that, you know, is going to have all the updated textures on PS5 because I'm just playing the base PS4 version right now. So it, it, it doesn't look anything like it's going to look, the you know, today, basically, when, when the patch comes out. Um, but I didn't think I would put as much time into it, but I ended up, I'm already level 26. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> How many levels are in the game right now? Uh, 80. So okay. there's 50 base. Uh, and that's like the the way the game was when it first came out. Right. And then uh, the Heaven Sword content takes you to 60, Stormblood to 70, and then Shadowbringers to 80. When Endwalker comes out in November, it's going to take you to 90. So wow. right now there's 80 levels and I've been moving fairly quickly. Now I say 26 levels and that is a decent amount. I've probably put over 15 hours into the game uh, since picking it up on Wednesday or Thursday. So in, in just like two or two days or so, uh, but the the levels seem to be coming somewhat easily as well. I'm playing as a Marauder right now, uh, which is a tank class, so I'm not really taking much damage. You know, I'm not doing a lot of damage either, but I'm surviving every fight, which is kind of how I like to level anyway in MMOs because I'm never really stressed about it. I usually level as a tank in Warcraft 2, but at level 50, my plan is to go Samurai. So some of the new classes and jobs that they've introduced into the game, you know, you unlock at a at a later level and and they start at a later level because of that. So Samurai starts at level 50 and from everything that I've read, it's this like it, it's based on the wandering Ronin Samurai that we kind of saw in Ghost of Tsushima. And have, okay. having been such a huge fan of that game last year, I, I kind of just want to play a samurai. And I'm really digging the the melee gameplay of the Marauder, even though it is a tank. And because I'm not really planning on ever playing this with a group or anything like that, like I'm just going to be jumping in for the story content, doing the dungeons probably through the duty finder. Uh, I'm never probably going to jump into the raids or anything like that, but I just want to see the story stuff and play through that. So, I mean, like it's not going to be like I'll sub to the game. But when I'm done playing through an expansion story content, I might let my sub lapse and then resub when a new patch or new content. You know what I mean? Kind of be like one of those types of players with this game instead of just being constantly subbed all the time, which is still how I am with Warcraft, even though I don't play Warcraft that often. We still pay them 30 bucks a month because we pay for my account and Jessica's account and neither one of us play. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So we're just giving Blizzard 30 bucks a month for the hell of it so i don't plan on doing that again here you know giving square enix 15 a month for the hell of it though i may for a few months uh just while i'm you know leveling and then i'll probably forget about it for a little while but i think i'm gonna stick with it this time the console experience has been so much better in my opinion than playing this on pc i guess maybe that's also just because you know i i don't think we're getting older but we are and i mean you know i i can't say 35 is old, but man, it's just a lot more relaxing to sit on the couch or sit in a reclining chair and kick your feet up on the table and play Final Fantasy 14 as opposed to sitting at the PC playing Final Fantasy 14. You're an old man. It's comfortable, dude. You're going to... 
<laughs> this and this coming from you, who never plays PC games anymore, Sean. I, hey, I, that's I, not true. I only see you playing the Switch in bed. Yeah, I don't play the Switch anymore. Well, I play P. I play PS Five on the couch, or I play on my laptop, and where I play on my PC. But I basically play the same game on both. So it's just wow. I mean. How hard is and that? And back in the day, man, you were playing DVD on the bed, too, on your laptop. So I was, and I think I did better doing that than I did playing <laughs> at my desk. I don't know, man. It's, it's just tough. it's just more comfortable. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. It's I sit at my PC so many hours of the day. Like, I get up, I come downstairs into the studio, I'm in this OP seat. Actually, I sit in the Technisport chair again now. I, uh, the OPC is mm. next to me. Um, the technique. I sit in the OPC. Yeah. You still sit in the OPC and I still sit in the OPC from time to time too. Jessica sits in the OPC a lot more than I do. I started sitting in the technique board again because it has a little bit more cushion on the back. And because I'm in the, uh, the chair so many hours of the day, this one just, because it, you're an old man. Well, uh, no, and it's not like, a. have fallen. It's not like a and wheelchair. I it's not a wheelchair, Sean. It's a gaming chair. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. It's just a gaming chair, man. But when you sit in it for like eight or ten hours a day, I don't know how, man, those, those I mean, everybody does it on, on Twitch. They're just so much younger than us, right? I guess, man. It's a young man's game. It's a young man's and game, and we're losing. It. And we're losing. That's right. But <laughs> playing Final Fantasy on the couch has been fantastic. And I tell you, you piqued my interest, man, because I thought that Endwalker was coming out sooner than November. Well, I think it. I think it's November. I may have misspoken. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's November. But uh, I don't know, man. Like... It's fun because it is an MMO, but I've never really gotten that far into Final Fantasy fourteen. So, like, when I go back and play Warcraft, unless I'm playing retail Warcraft, it's not like new content because I've seen it already. Here, I've never seen it, at least yeah. after, like, level 15. Because every time I jump in, I always get to, like, the same spot, and then I stop playing this game. I've already made it past that spot this time. Uh, I'm playing as the, uh, oh, I don't even know what they're called. They're like the lion-looking creatures, uh, the, the the race. They're only males. I think the females are being added in Endwalker. Um, uh, the the big dude, right? Uh, he, he's not the big, bulky dude. He's like the lion. He's a beast. Like he's in he he's like an he's like a lion type character. You can kind of control the length of his tail, uh, the fangs, the the tattoo on his face. He's a cool looking character. So I picked him. Okay, wait. Let's see here. Is it the starts with an R? I just don't remember what it's called. Uh, the Rogaden. That's maybe I don't know. Is it a lion? Maybe it doesn't start with an R. The only one that starts with an R. <laughs> no, nah, man, it probably didn't start with an R then. Um. Ellison looks like. No, they're like little lion. Do you have ears? Creatures. Like they're little cat ears? I'm, I'm looking it up because Hrothgar. It starts with an H. There's a Hrothgar? Yeah, Hrothgar. What the? Uh. What? H. That's not on the Square Enix page. <laughs> oh, well, no, this Hrothgar's there. H R O T H G A R. I don't know if it's on the Square Enix page or not, but that's the, the race that I'm playing. And I'm playing as the, uh, the Lost Clan variant. 
So I'm running around as uh, if you see me, I'm on the Marlboro server uh, running around as a Laszlo Zer Z- man. I can't even pronounce my last name. It's like Zara Yesh or something like that. I just created a, a, a very interesting sounding last name that I don't even really know how to pronounce, but it sounds cool. Uh, and Laszlo, <laughs> shout out to Kyle, comes from what we do in the shadows. From uh, oh nice yeah from uh, Matt uh, Barry that's his name that comedian Matthew Barry he plays yeah uh, that guy he plays uh, he's in the IT crowd um, he plays the pig on Disenchanted he's in a lot of things he's hilarious he's a hilarious guy I wouldn't doubt it yeah but uh, I believe you my friend I think you should jump in sometime to fourteen because I'm having a blast man it's a very solid MMO like. I, I can see why it's still going strong. Like I've never really given much time to it and that sucks because it is a great game. Well, I got it back. I got into it back in the day when a realm reborn came out and I really enjoyed it. It's just, no one really played it. And so I kind of died off on it and then they started releasing all this content and I thought, well, I'm never going to get back into all this because I got to buy everything and you know, now that they're releasing that complete edition, that's something that I would really be interested in because it's all there. You know, if you wanted to buy everything, you'd pay like $90 for everything. Yeah. And now the, the complete edition you can pick up for 60 and that includes all the expansions up through Shadowbringers um, and then Endwalker. I mean, you can get the base expansion when it comes out for thirty nine ninety nine, or, you know, they'll have a, you know, the deluxe version, which will come with a mount and everything for fifty nine ninety nine, just like Blizzard. I mean, it's the same model. Um, but I'm yeah. I'm actually liking playing an MMO that I don't have a ton of experience with. And like I said, it just it doesn't really feel like I'm playing an MMO. Like I recognize that it's an MMO, but it doesn't feel like it because I'm playing it on the PlayStation. I have a controller in my hand. I'm on the couch and the UI is set up for a console. Now, I know you can do that on uh, PC as well with Final Fantasy. Like you can change the UI and you can play with a a controller on PC. But I don't know, just something having the PlayStation controller and then specifically the DualSense. And I guess the PS5 update has some of uh, the haptic trigger stuff going on. So I'll be curious to see what they do for for that to see kind of like how that's utilized here. Uh, And I'm I'm hoping it'll be for like spells and stuff. That'd be kind of cool. But I don't really know. Um, But yeah, I'm just I don't know, man. It's fun. Like it, it doesn't seem like an MMO. It feels like I'm just playing Final Fantasy. And I think that's nice, even though I know it's an MMO. Like, I actually accepted a quest right before dinner, and I was like, well, shit, that just put me in queue for a dungeon. And I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I only had a few more minutes, so I had to cancel and drop out of queue because <laughs> my next my next uh, main story quest, you know, because the way that 14 is set up is you're pretty much just following the storyline of the game, and that takes you through the various areas and zones, and then you'll find, like, sub-areas and side quests and different hubs to go to off of that but your main quest will pretty much take you all the way up through your various levels so got you okay um you're just kind of following that along now i'm i'm already level 26 apparently you get your mount at 20 but you have to unlock the the main story uh i guess quest in in your 
campaign or whatever you want to call it to get to unlock your mount. I haven't even gotten that quest unlocked yet. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm getting levels a lot faster than the the game is either anticipating or they've made it really easier to level up because okay. I'm, I'm doing story quests that are like level 18 and 19 right now and I'm 26. So you're a loser. I'm just better, I guess. I just <laughs> <laughs> but I'll thankfully, hopefully have my mount here soon because if these quests are 18 and 19, I should hopefully get the level 20 quests and uh, be able to unlock the the mount and at least move around the world a little bit quicker. Now, thankfully, yeah. it doesn't take too long to get between the various areas, and there are a lot of different ways to travel. They they give you a lot of bit like like a lot more freedom with travel. You have your Hearthstone basically, but you also have the ability to teleport to the various crystals around. So like, even though I'm on one end of the world, I can technically teleport to the other end of the world and just pay like 500 gil or something, which it's not that hard to make gil. So it, it, right. I mean, it, okay. it, it's pretty easy to get around the world. Um, but I think, like I said, I think I'm going to stick with it this time. I'm really looking forward to seeing where the story goes. Geo was talking it up again in Discord. Like I said, everybody, every time I bring it up, anyone that's always played it has always told me how great the story is and the narrative is in this game. So it is something that I want to experience. Um, Geo said he put like... 400 hours or I don't know exactly what he was saying but uh and Geo's in it to win it huh well he he used to be a big uh 14 gamer and uh he said 400 hours of main story content base game and first expansion 700 quests alone so yeah he said that he put a lot of time into it <laughs> dang what so I'm looking forward to seeing where the story actually goes and to see the new content coming up in Endwalker and, you know, just being invested in a new MMO. So that's going to be fun. Uh, but, Sean, it is time to move out of what's new with you and into the Shadow Woman lightning round. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What's up? It is time. And it's a very, very light week this week. We only have five things on the docket for the lightning round. It was a relatively light week, unless you want to talk like X game getting announced for, you know, releasing on July 20th or something like there was a decent right. amount of release dates confirmed this week. I didn't put all those in here. I just kind of focused on the other stuff. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, put 10 minutes on the clock. We probably won't even need half of that. The Lightning Round begins right now. Deep Silver has announced the reformation of Free Radical Design, a new studio based on an old studio that will start development on the next entry in the Time Splitters franchise in the coming months. The new studio was formed by key members of the original team, including the founders, Steve Ellis and David Doak. And I just think this is the most fantastic of news we could have had this week. That's why I put it right at the start. 
I love <laughs> that free radical design is back, dude. Like they really were a super promising team back in like the GameCube, PS2, Xbox era. And if do you remember Time Splitters and how amazing that franchise was? I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I don't think I played Time Splitters. Oh man, it was like the I spiritual successor to Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. So okay. it was like those style of shooters, those style of multiplayer all just wrapped up in this incredible package. The story was awesome. There was times there was like three games. Uh, you know, most people talk about time splitters and time splitters too, but um, just seeing the news that the studio is coming back, that they're making a new time splitters, that deep silver is invested in this. And again, that, you know, it, it's the actual founders of the original team and a ton of other people coming back to make this game again and do this stuff. It's good news. That's really cool impressive man all right let's see here looking down the line uh publisher neowiz and developer round eight studio have announced lies of p an action souls like game and dark reimagining of the classic tale of pinocchio <laughs> dude this sounds sick okay. this sounds sick <laughs> okay uh release details were not announced but it's currently planned for ps5 xbox series and pc inspired by the familiar story of pinocchio lies of p is an action souls like game set in a cruel dark bell epoch world all of humanity is lost in a once beautiful city that has now become a living hell filled with screams lies of p offers an elegant world filled with tension deep combat system and a gripping story lead and experience pinocchio's unrelenting journey towards humanity that sounds really dark sounds but I'll take dope it. dude I, I the name of the game was funny <laughs> lies of p like just you know, kind of funny <laughs> honestly it's it's a really funky name for a game that sounds so serious you know what i mean right and i mean it, it's pinocchio so I I don't know, man, this could be really cool. And I obviously, you know, I love souls like stuff. So I'm still suffering. Yeah, you gotta get the, uh... I'm still suffering through Returnal. So <laughs> I was going to say, man, you, you got to get your your uh, a kicked once a day when you log into that. I do, man. I do one run a day, sometimes two or three. But I always try to get like one good first run in every day where I'll go through and try to like just do everything and put my best attempt in. Uh, I've I've killed four bosses. I've got two more to go. I'm getting there. <laughs> it's crazy talk, man. A plethora of Xbox Game Pass titles were revealed last week. Uh, currently available on PC console or both are SnowRunner, Peggle 2, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, Secret Neighbor, The Wild at Heart, The Catch, Carp and Course Fishing, and Knockout City. Did I say that right at the beginning? Xbox Game Pass. I think I said that right. Release Xbox. Releasing today for PC and console is Maneater. And then on Thursday, Sean, Conan Exiles will be available oh, on great. console. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries will be available on console. And Slime Rancher, Salasta, Crown of the Magister, and Spellforce 3 Soul Harvest will all be made available on PC. You thinking about maybe downloading some Conan Exiles on uh, Game Pass? <laughs> I don't think I can do it, man. Dude, I just, I don't understand. I really enjoyed that game. I kind of did too. But I just, I just do not understand the appeal of working so hard on stuff just to watch it get washed away it's like it's like playing on the beach and writing something in the sand and then you come back the next day and it's 
the mechanics are so strong it. in the game though like it's so fun but then like you don't log in and tax like hey our shit's gone <laughs> like well fuck yeah. why do we log back in then <laughs> yeah why do, why do we even play i don't know dude i mean it's a fun game it's you just got to be dedicated that's all there is yeah you know what i mean we've we've kicked that horse but i gotta tell you i just uh i don't know man I don't know if I got it in me. <laughs> All right. Nintendo has revealed the next batch of titles coming to Nintendo Switch Online tomorrow on the Super NES. We're getting Caveman Ninja, otherwise known as Joe and Mac, Magical Drop 2, Super Baseball Simulator 1000, and Spanky's Quest, also known as Kyle's Life. <laughs> Over on the NES, <laughs> we're getting Ninja Jaja Marukun. Yeah, I'm so not familiar with Jin Ninja Jaja Marukun. Yeah. But do you remember Super Baseball Simulator 1000? I never played it. I always played Super Bases Loaded. I'm not going to lie. Man, I used to play so many different baseball games back in the day. I I was a huge fan of baseball games up through like the mid 2000s. And then I slowly started fading off from them. Uh, Super Baseball Simulator 1000 was fun. Joe and Mac is fun, too. This is a decent lineup. Joe and Mac is great. I, I, I think that that game has been long overdue. Yeah, this is a decent lineup here. It's crazy that it's been months, dude, since they've added games to Nintendo Switch Online. Like, we have gone months since we've had new games on Well, there. it's crazy. that that's This is why I don't play my Switch, because you have fucking Nintendo You have Game like, Pass giving you all this stuff. And then here's Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here, here's some old games. It's cool as or... shit. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But it doesn't compare. I, I guess. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I just don't see it's it. It's cool for the price. Like, it's cool as shit for the price. And if they added... I still... Yeah, I still have it. If they added Game Boy in the future, like everyone thinks they're going to, if they added GameCube or N64 in the future, like everyone hopes they do, uh, it could be Let a really great deal. something right now. If they added Game Boy and had the Pokemon Red and Blue on there with full functionality, I would never put the Switch down. Well, I mean, why wouldn't they do that? You know, tie it into... Everything that they've been doing because you have the new updates for Pokemon Home. Like, they could just do so much. I don't know why they don't. It's crazy. Honest honest to goodness, dude, I don't understand why with all of the games that they're putting out, they don't do that. Because I know the remake, Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu... That's all well and good, but for the purists, I mean, just put the darn emulator on the stupid service already. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I just, I, it's, you have it. You could easily put it on. I don't want to complain about it. I, 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 I just feel like they put a bunch of games on there that we don't ask for. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of things on there that I've never played. I mean, and I probably never will play. So, right. It's still cool. Well, I, it's still it, cool. It is nice. Like three. It is nice. What is it? Four dollars a month or 20 bucks a year. Like, it's really not that expensive. So it's not. It's it's. Yeah, it, it, it really is not that big of a deal. But I do hope that either a they start adding games every month again to the service, because at least that this has some incentive because they're older games <laughs> and it doesn't really matter. They're just older games. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or they start, you know, doing something else. So by doing their own game pass thing, which they never would do. <laughs> they never would do that. Well, yeah. If it takes them how long, three years to update Mario party to play online. Exactly. It'll be 30 years before they don't see it. catch up to game pass. <laughs> now, however, if game pass 
does come to the Switch. Remember, there are still rumors that Game Pass might be coming to the Switch where select titles would be playable through Game Pass on the Switch. That could be something. We'll see. Do you really think, though, that, like, it would be worth it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. It depends. It depends. Like... If you didn't have to, like, if you already had it, like, if you had a Switch and you had a subscription to Game Pass and you just had it, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. And, and you could play, like, Switch versions of games that are, say, on Game Pass. That would be cool. Like, I could play, say, I don't know, what's on the Switch that's also on Xbox or PC that's also Cuphead. on Game Pass. Cuphead? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Say that. Say I could play Cuphead on the Switch. That's cool. I could play it on the go if I had Game Pass. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I think that could be worth it, but I don't know. We'll have to see what it is. Something's happening, though. Like, there is a reason Jeff Keighley, or I'm sorry, uh, Jeff Keighley's just next in the news story. There's a reason Phil Spencer <laughs> has uh, has a Switch on his shelf every time in the background. Like, he likes to tease things. So, we'll see. Yeah, uh, but he's speak- a little teasing me crazy. Speaking of Jeff Keighley, though, he has announced that the Summer Game Fest will begin next month on June 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, with a live world premiere showcase event. The showcase is set to feature more than a dozen world premieres and announcements from select publishers, a performance by Weezer, and a Day of the Devs showcase with Double Fine. And of course, we will have a live reaction to this over at twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames, maybe just YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing the reactions on Twitch as well. It doesn't really bring in a lot of traffic on Twitch. The reactions do great on YouTube, though, so... Uh, Bye, Felicia! Definitely check it out over there. June 10th is a Thursday, so that'll be a Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. So that'll be fun. Okay. That'll be fun. But uh, that is the end of the lightning round. And Sean... Just as quickly as it began. Just as quickly as it began. <laughs> it is over. Oh, my gosh. So what, what kind of Sean Waltman is that? That's got to be like... Razor Ramon, Sean Waltman. I mean, right? that's early. Yeah, young. One, two, three kids. Yeah, Still just, the lightning kid. Just young and hungry. You know what I mean? Still the lightning kids, just breaking out. Hasn't really got that big win yet, but it's coming. Speak, speaking of Sean Waltman, you know what's really hilarious to me is um, I was on Twitch just like dinking around and I've, I was going down the list. And have you ever seen the NL like wrestling channel where the guy just plays nothing but like WWE games? And like just yes, creates his yes, own yes, like yes. simulations yes, and I have, stuff. I have seen that channel. Yes. He was playing SmackDown Shut Your Mouth the other day, and it was Stone Cold Steve Austin wearing jean shorts and a what t shirt against Jeff Hardy, and he was wearing like a green, like, you know, his shirt yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, and black yeah. pants. Yeah. Kevin Nash wearing full on Levi's and an NWO tank top, and then just randomly Sean Waltman X Pac in his little like boy short NWO tights, and they were having a cage match. And I was just like, the freak is this, dude? Like, what? That is fantastic. So Sean Waltman still finds a way into your home. Still homes. finds a way on Twitch. Always. Always, baby. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. 
Oh, but that music right there, Sean, means it's time for the new release roulette. But before we get to the games we're talking about on the show this week, we do have to go over last week's results. We had six games. You weren't here. Kyle was. Uh, we talked about Essays on Empathy. I guess that would come in at a 72. That one did not get enough reviews. The Wild at Heart, I guessed it would come in at a 79. Kyle put five on that going under. Based on five reviews, 75 is the top critic average. So Kyle earned himself 10 points there. Uh, Just Die Already. Okay, Kyle. Yeah, he got some points. Just Die Already, I guess that would come in at a 73. Four reviews. And even though it's a small aggregate, I'll take it. 73 is the official top critic average. <laughs> Based and on four reviews. I'm pretty fly for a white guy. That's right. Got one right. Of Burden Cage was next. I guessed it would come in at a 68. Kyle put 10 on that going over, and there were not enough reviews. So I don't know. Knockout City Get was that next. Crap out of here. I guessed it would come in at a 70. Kyle put 10 on that going over as well. 22 reviews, 79, the official top critic average. So Knockout what? City doing a little bit better than I thought it would. So Kyle earning himself 20 points there. And then Metopia was the last game we talked about. I guessed it would come in at a 71. Kyle put five on it going dead on. And that one, as of time of recording, does not yet have enough reviews. So, unfortunate. Yeah, get that, get that off there. Unfortunate. We don't want that crap. Jessica has already probably invested... 10 plus hours into Metopia since uh, since coming home from work Friday afternoon and starting it. And she is just loving it. She is a big fan of Metopia. <laughs> what the fuck? Big fan of Metopia. Why? I don't know. Like, she loves it, dude. She loves it. She loves Metopia. What? She li- so she cool likes about that game. She likes creating the me's of her friends and family and sending them on like a dungeon adventure. Like, she, I don't know. She just really enjoys it. And it's a cute little game. Like, I don't know. It'll probably come in somewhere. Around I guess, a, man. It'll come in somewhere around. A, I, I think the two or three reviews I saw were there were two eights and a seven or something like that. So it'll be somewhere or in that mid 70 ish range, probably. Um, hey, good for her, though. Yeah, she loves it. That's that's great. That's just not my tea, bro. That's not my cup of tea. Let me tell you that. Yeah, She loves it. Uh, but we're talking five games this week. The first one here, I'm really excited to talk this one. Coming on Tuesday to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Biomutant. Biomutant is an open-world, post-apocalyptic kung fu fable RPG with a unique martial arts-styled combat system, allowing you to mix melee, shooting, and mutant ability action. A plague is ruining the land, and the Tree of Life is bleeding death from its roots. The tribes stand divided. Explore a world in turmoil and define its fate. Will you be its savior, or lead it to an even darker destiny? So I, this game looks great. It, it really fucking does, man. This game looks absolutely it's surprising. Gorgeous. It's a THQ Nordic game. Yeah, I never thought this I'd is see this is the first I think actual chance that THQ Nordic has to put out a great game. Uh, I think Biomutant really does have a chance to be solid. I know Kyle and I are picking it up this Tuesday, today, technically the day the podcast posts. I don't know who else is getting it this week, but uh, I'm really excited to play through it. I'll be getting it on the PS4 for the inevitable, you know, PS5 updates and that kind of stuff. So this game looks great, though. It really does. Game number two coming on Tuesday to PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. It is Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. 
What begins as a normal day in Tokyo turns out to be everything but when the conception and ethereal apocalypse is invoked. The remains of the world are swallowed by chaos as a demonic revolution descends into a broken city. Caught between a battle of gods and demons, the choices you make can bring life, rebirth, or death, and determine who triumphs. Reawaken your inner demon in a modernized version of the acclaimed Atlas classic, Shimagami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. Did you ever play the original on PS2? No. This game is so dark. You probably would have hated it, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> younger, younger Sean probably would have liked it. Sean now would be like, yeah. Sean now would probably stay away from this game. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've gotten pretty soft in my old age, man. What What is it about this game that just would turn me off? Just the use of religion and imagery and that kind of stuff. I don't think you would probably be down with too much. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, I've kind of. I've kind of gone from a rated R superstar to a to a, a PG at era, you know. To an old softy in more ways than one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Game number three, also coming on Tuesday. This one's more your jam, Sean. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Kega Seas. Even though you didn't have it high on Thunderdome, I'm, I was surprised. I thought this would be so much higher, like number one on your list. Cannon shots echo on the seven seas as on the horizon, the sun rises on a new dawn of pirates. Drop your moorings, unfold the sails, and launch yourself into the heart of the storm, shaping your empire. The murder of your father will not be forgiven. King of Seas is an action role-playing game set in a deadly, procedurally generated pirate world. In a ferocious plot, you will fight to regain what has been taken away and embark on an epic adventure in a fantastic world filled with battles, lost islands, and treasures. A universe full of amazing characters and breathtaking missions will keep you anchored as you strive to become the king of all pirates. And I thought, Sean, you Woo! were the king of all pirates. I thought you'd be playing this game. I thought I was, too. I really did. Yeah, but it turns out you're just the king of Sid Meier's pirates. That's true. That's that's, that's exactly and it. And not the king of all pirates. <laughs> king of Seas looks fun, I'm though. okay with it. It does look fun, and it's only 20 bucks. Now, that was, yeah, that was the sale know, for price. For 20 bucks, that's the right price point. That was the sale price I saw for the Switch. I, I think it was marked down from $24.99, so... It may be twenty four ninety nine when it's not on sale, and you know, extra five bucks is an extra five bucks. But for twenty bucks, or even you know, if you catch it on sale later for fourteen or something, this could be a fun little game because it looks good. Like it doesn't look terrible at all. So it'll be something I keep an eye on. Game number four coming on Thursday to PC: The Longest Road on Earth. The Longest Road on Earth is a deeply personal and meditative narrative title. Play in the songs of four short stories featuring stripped down mechanics and no words. Each story is up for interpretation. What story lives inside you for each character and the world around them? Be swept away by the haunting and sentimental lyrics of over 24 original, emotionally charged songs sung by one of the developers. Walking down the longest road on earth will only take you two hours, and it's worth every step. Sean, if you remember, um, I don't know how long ago. This was a Kickstart My Heart game. Really? Yeah, we tied. This was the black and white one with the mice and the road. Remember? Huh. Nah. Well, maybe you weren't <laughs> on that episode. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you weren't on that episode, but this was a Kickstart My Heart game. <laughs> I got a spotty track record, man. I don't know. The final, fifth and final game this week, coming on Friday to Nintendo Switch, it is World's End Club. This is the one from the uh, creators of Danganronpa, I believe. The Go-Getters Club, a group of misfit students from all over Japan, find themselves trapped in a strange theme park during a class trip. In order to unravel the mystery of their circumstances and find an escape, they must take part in a game of fate that will test their bonds of friendship. 
With colorful visuals, charming characters, accessible gameplay, and a compelling story, this is an experience you will never forget. And uh, since it's from the guys that did Danganronpa, I, I imagine it's going to get crazy and twisted and be full of death and craziness and chaos all over the place. So this one should be cool, too. I'm going to I'm going to ask you a really, really ignorant question. The World's End Club, does that have anything to do with The World Ends With You? No. Okay. It, so it sounded like it did. It and does I was not. like, oh, wait. It, which there is a new game in that IP coming out in July. July okay. something. Ne uh, Neo, The World Ends With You or something like that. I forget what it's actually titled. But yeah, there is a new game in that series coming out too. Um, I got to play those games. You do. Dang it. They are good. They are good games. All right. Well, those are the games. Now, here are my guesses. For Biomutant, I'm going to go with an 84. For Shimagami Tensei 3, Nocturne HD Remaster, I'm going with an 81. For King of Seas, I'm going with a 71. For The Longest Road on Earth, I'm going with a 72. And for World's End Club, I'm going with a 70. While Sean gets his bets figured out, let's jump to a... Oh, wait, never mind. There's no BG Mania preview this week. Tune in to tomorrow's episodes. That's right, plural. Or just, you know, make sure you're subscribed to the BG Mania feed to find out why. Okay, I'm going to make this easy. King of Seas, we're going to do five dead on. Biomutant, we're going to do 25 over. Okay, so you're really thinking Biomutant uh, going to be good. And I hope it is, man. I hope it is. I hope it is. Well, why wouldn't it be, right? I mean, it well. it's coming out at a time when nothing else is happening. So it's not like there's going to be anybody like not paying attention to this, right? And then I think it has a lot of eyes know. on it. I, it does have a it has a lot of eyes on it this week for sure. I guess I just kind of feel like knowing that they wouldn't release it at this time if it wasn't going to be good. I hope so. But it is THQ Nordic, yeah. and so the only thing that they know how to do is put out Monster Jam games, and that's kind of scary. Monster Jam and bad PR. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we'll see, man. I, I think this is a big I think this is a big time move for them. It's a big it's a good looking game. It's beautiful. I hope so. I want Biomutant to be a great game because, you know, I'm I'm picking it up today. I'm spending sixty bucks on it, and I'm probably gonna jump into it today. I'm likely gonna Dude, okay, as you're gonna find out here in just a few minutes, this is gonna be a busy week for me gaming wise. But uh Oh, I, uh, I I I do plan on putting several hours into Biomutant between today and tomorrow for sure. So uh, yeah, All right. but pick of the week this week, Sean, it goes to you because for a couple weeks there, pretty sure I just saw a ghost over there, but we'll let that go. Uh, for a couple weeks there, you, <laughs> dude, this, it, this, you better burn some sage. This, this basement, I'm telling you, this bar basement, we, and it's the house in general, but there, there are definite spirits in here. And I totally just saw something over there in the, the doorway. But anyway, uh, this messed up brother. You were not here for a few weeks. And you technically would have won because you keep appearing on the show, dropping your guesses, and then you win, but you're never here to claim your prize. It happens, man. You're not here to get the trophy. And the trophy always is that, you know, you get to make the pick of the week and the final words. So we're going to give you the uh, the the pity pick this week for for uh, <laughs> the, pity the, or, or the or the Kyle pick this week, because that's <laughs> usually what Kyle gets is the pity pick because he usually he's really been sucking at this game this year. <laughs> Okay, okay, Kyle gets the pity pick usually, so I'll pick it up. What's what's the game of the week this week? It's got to be Biomutant. Bio exactly. I mean, it's, it's got to be. Yeah, no other, no other game. Definitely. I mean, you didn't need me to tell you that. No, I knew that too. <laughs> 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 All 
But Sean, like I said, it's going to be oh, a, it's going to be a busy week for me because on Wednesday, I actually just got an email today, uh, Sunday, the day we're recording this, that from Microsoft, that it's going to be an extra day. Uh, I was supposed to come on Tuesday, but last week, after so many attempts, so many days, so many hours of trying and trying to beat the bots, what it took was just me staying home from doing Amazon Flex deliveries so that way I could be on my PC instead of my phone. And because of that, I got my Xbox Series X. <laughs> Dude, every time I tried, I was always on my phone. Got it, baby. I got Locked it. it down. I got How it. do you feel? I feel great. I feel relieved. I do. I really feel relieved because... It's been challenging, man, and it's been stressful, like, still, six months after the fucking thing released in November, I'm still battling bots, and I'm still battling consumers that actively want to purchase this console, and, uh, you know, well, it is, through, it, it's a great, it is amazing, absolutely it is, it's probably better than the PS5 in terms of overall raw performance, now is it going to be better, that's debatable, because it's up to the gameplay library, right, we'll come back to that in a couple of years, but on paper, in specs, the Xbox Series X is a powerhouse, it's a beast, and I wanted to have it, and I mean, of course, we just freaking, you know, we do this for a living anyway, or we try to, so why wouldn't I want, you know, something that that's part of my job and through no help from anybody I finally fucking got the Xbox Series X <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying for so long to you know to to get this thing and it's just nice to finally have it so now you know there are there are no restrictions we literally I get it there are no technically exclusives anyway but sometimes when you're chatting with a developer and you're talking about a pre-release game they have a key available and it's for an Xbox like, it's an Xbox key, and I can't use that up till now because I don't technically have an Xbox, and I can't redeem an Xbox key on PC, so there were no ways for me to cover that, so unless Kyle wanted to do it, I would oftentimes have to turn that down. So now it's actually nice. Yeah, and that nice. bum never does anything. Right, and he, well, no, he does, he does. <laughs> Dude, he does a lot. I just like to give him shit. <laughs> oh, he does a crap ton. He does a crap he's, ton. Right, right now, he's probably scarfing down 17 bowls of cereal trying to eat his 5,000 calories a day or whatever he's trying to pound. What he needs is a trembolone sandwich. <laughs> and, he, and he needs to hit the rack. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I got the Series X, and it was supposed to come on Tuesday today. It's not coming today. It's coming tomorrow, but that's okay, because I have tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday currently scheduled off from Amazon. Um Jessica's closing on Thursday and Friday, so I can't t I can't pick up shifts anyway. So, and then I don't usually do it on Wednesdays because of Dynamite, but uh, Dynamite's on Friday this week, so technically I could work Wednesday, but I don't want to because the Xbox coming now. So yeah, uh, when I get it, I, Ooh, yeah. I, I plan on you know basically just setting up my Game Pass machine because that's more or less what it is right now. No, I know it's crazy to say a Series X is a Game Pass machine and not a Series S. But I will eventually start playing third-party games on Xbox over PS5 if there are significant advantages to do so. Like, well, now for you get instance, to play the Bio. Yeah, you get to play the game. Now. Bio Mutant. Yeah, Bio Mutant technically 
runs better on the Series X and it runs in 4K. On the PS5, something happened and it's only currently running in 1080. There's no 4K on Biomutant on the PS5. So right now, the Series X version of Biomutant is better. So because I'm getting the Series X on Wednesday, I might actually just pick up Biomutant on that on Wednesday instead of on the PS5 on Tuesday, today. I don't know. I haven't quite decided yet. That's probably what I'm going to do, though. I probably will put that on the Series X um, as the first exclusive, not exclusive, I'm trying to say, that I pick up on Xbox over PS5. But I also plan on installing Outriders finally because I want to jump into that. And that's still on Game Pass. And I'm actually super itching to jump into MLB The Show 21, dude. I've been having a... Oh, don't let Dan hear you say that. No, I've been having a fucking blast playing fantasy baseball. I just... I, I've really been, do, like, digging fantasy sports ever since uh, you guys got me into the fantasy football this past season. So <laughs> yeah. I got hooked on that, and I, you know, did the football, and then I did basketball and hockey, and now I'm doing baseball. So I want to just play MLB The Show, and it's been years since I've wanted to play MLB The Show 21. So now I want to actually play that. <laughs> and install it and put it on there. I actually made a list. I I have it like of like the things that I want to put on from Game Pass that are on console here. I want to install Carto, Destiny 2. Now, I'm not going to be able to do all this right away. Uh, I'll have to pick and choose, right? Because again... Just like the PS5, there's only a terabyte in there, so the storage spaces are limited. But I do want to play through Destiny 2, and the base game and all of its expansions are on Game Pass on the Xbox. So I want to play through that. Uh, Later next month, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance is coming day and date to Game Pass, so I'm going to put that on there for sure. I thought about maybe putting Fallout 76 on there at some point. Uh, be- okay. Because I might be more invested in that again, just like Final Fantasy 14. I might be more invested in that on console than I was on PC. We'll see. Uh, Haven, Killer Queen Black, Knockout City. That's that's a maybe. Um, I might put Madden 21 on there again just to pick up my uh, my franchise. Now, I don't think I'd be able to, but if I can get my EA account tied, I might be able to because I was playing it on uh, EA Play Pro on PC. So I'd like to continue that on Xbox okay. if I can. But if not, I could always start over. Uh, let's see here. New Super Lucky's Tale, No Man's Sky. I thought about that. I know you were talking about that, too. Uh, maybe playing through that. Yeah, that sounds pretty dope, actually. Red Dead Online. And if it's crossplay, I got to be honest with that you. Out. I'm. I'm pretty shocked that you want to put a game that you are going to have to purchase on the Xbox instead of the PlayStation because I know you're a trophy guy. Which one are you talking about? So that's saying something. Which one are you talking about? Like you, Biomutant. Okay, okay. Um, Because because I thought maybe because I I would probably purchase other things that I said too, but I wasn't really planning on buying any of those. But Biomutant, sure. Um. I'm not really caring so much about the trophies, trophies about the achievements, yeah. about doing everything like that really hasn't been my M.O. lately. So I've just been kind of playing and I mean, I, I'm clearly going to be reinvesting back into the Xbox community with having the Series X again. So I may as well start working on my achievement score again anyway. Like, it's not go. it's not going to yeah, be yeah. like I'm going to be going out there and seeking out the achievements again. But sure, I'll, I'll boost it up again a little bit. And Biomutant, I'm sure, will have a decent amount of achievements. But yeah, I don't know. Since it's running a little bit better on there, that might be, you know, the first time to really... 
kind of put my money behind what I say. Like I, 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 I don't just spout bullshit. Like <laughs> I actually, you had me fooled. I actually mean what I say. So I, I gotta tell you, I'm freaking pumped for you because I think you've been trying to get this for a long time. So number one, number two, I think the Xbox peripherals are hand over fist way better than the PlayStation five peripherals. Like the um, controller usually, colors are phenomenal. There's so many more available, right? Like they yeah. they pump out so many different designs and colors. Like actually, the other day, Amazon had the electric Volt controller in stock, so I was really tempted to pull the trigger. I had just bought in the Xbox, and it was like the next day, and I was with we were just and I were in the car, and I was like, "Fuck, this is in stock," and I might actually legit just spend the money and get it now because it's the controller that I want to you know pair with the Xbox. Series X, like I want that. Sick is that the the green? Yeah, yeah. The electric Volt is the like the lime green looking controller. I got eyes on it at Target. They have it at the Target next to my house. They have it at and Walmart, like ten miles away. Uh, but they got a blue. They got a camel red. Yeah, they have a lot. It's they're they look great. And I and I think that I will probably buy that electric Volt controller sometime in the next couple weeks just to have the extra controller now, for the Series X. Which dual sense did you get? Did you get the red? Cosmic or did you get the red, black? baby. Cosmic red. That thing is so sexy. <laughs> you already have it, or no? It's on pre-order. It's on pre-order. I have it pre-ordered. I think Frank has it pre-ordered as well. He also did the red one. Um, that thing just looks so gorgeous. Comes. I think it's oh, yeah, June dude. 11th. I think is what Amazon was saying as the expected ship date. I hope it sticks with okay. that because that means I'd have it in a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I I'm really looking forward because that's going to be our second PS5 controller because we still just have the one. Now we really haven't been doing a right. lot of like multiplayer or gaming or anything like that on PS5, but it's still nice to have a backup controller. And that Cosmic Red controller is not backup by any means. That's going to become the main controller, and the white one will be that's the main. Yeah, tank. the white yeah. one will be the backup for sure. <laughs> I I told my wife I was super pissed because I bought two. Well, I bought the charging station and then I bought another controller and they're both the white ones. And right. had I known, I mean, we've played together since I've had it, but had I known, I, I would have been tempted to hold out. But uh, I bring that up because I just wanted to see like how deep you're going to go into because you're a collector guy. You know, I mean, you that's you have your systems from way back in the day. Yeah, um, I still have them all. I didn't know if you were going to start collecting some Xbox stuff. I mean, now is the time to get in. The Xbox console, I think it's better than the PlayStation 5, my humble opinion. It hasn't been. It, the Xbox product hasn't been better than the Sony product since the 360. PlayStation 3 yeah, the, the, and the PS3 Xbox and 360, 360 gen was, was when Microsoft just dominated there for a, a solid handful of years. But, um, you know, they are kind of back in this positive limelight like we've been talking about for so many months and over a year here on the show. But they're just in such a strong position because of Game Pass and because of all the moves that Phil Spencer has been making as a company. It's it's nice being kind of back in that architecture and back in that just wheelhouse again. Like, I'm not probably going to go crazy and I'm not going to be collecting everything like I, I don't collect anything really. I have a lot of Switch controllers, but I didn't really pay for a lot of Switch controllers. I, <laughs> I would get a lot of Switch controllers sent to me. 
Um, well, Power A was Power A. A Power A was yeah, and then they still are, I would say, but I mean, not so much recently. Um, but I have a ton of Switch controllers because of that. But I really don't have like a like thinking like Dual Sense or not Dual Sense Dual Shock from the PS4. I think the most we ever had was four, and then I eventually sold two, and we still have. We still have two. We still have the blue one and the white one. And I sold the two black ones because those were the oldest ones okay. I had because those were the, the two originals that I had. And I kept the two newer ones. So the blue and the white. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm really pumped to have everything. I'm just it'll be a fun week because I got Biomutant. I got all the Game Pass stuff. I've got the update for Final Fantasy 14 for the PS5 update, which is also on Tuesday. So I'll be jumping into that, too. Um, it's just going to be a busy week and it's going to be a fun week. And I'm just I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And then what at the end of the week? What? No, that's next week, June 1st for you. Or is it Monday? Is it the 31st uh, when Burning Crusade officially drops? So BC drops. It's Monday at like three o'clock your first. time, right? Or is it the first at three o'clock your time? Yeah, it's it's the first. That's Tuesday at 3 p.m. So it's next Pacific. week. So it's next week. I'm not going to be on when it goes live. No. I'll be at work. <laughs> I'll come home that night and probably play it. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be smooth, you know. smooth launch sailing. And they've done it before. So, you know, hopefully it'll be. Well, uh, let's hope so. They, hopefully they be said easy. they basically had to create a clone of the game. I know. And they've never done that before. So it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see how things go come next Tuesday. <laughs> Talk about something that's never been done before. This Kickstarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do I'm it. I'm digging this. This music right there that you're hearing now, Sean's, Sean's taking us in already, but I like it. Kickstart my heart. <laughs> I think it's time. We're about ready to close the show out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you might be digging this too, because we got a turn-based Mars Colony City Builder, where you get to play as a colony architect to create and manage the best settlement on Mars. And the name of this Woo! one is Farlanders. Uh, still 24 days to go with 266 backers as the time of recording. It's already hit its goal. They're at 17,000 US dollars. They were looking for just 8,000. This is a team based out of San Diego. So uh, let's let's see what we got oh, here. San Diego. San Diego, <laughs> California. <laughs> oh, anchor man. Let's see beautiful, what beautiful we got movie. here. Companies are racing to colonize Mars and many would-be settlers are eager for the chance to leave Earth. Play as a colony architect with the aim of crafting the best settlement in the galaxy. Shape an ideal habitat by solving terraforming puzzles, a technique you will have to master in order to find water, topple mountains, and create fertile land. And manage your resources carefully. The survival of this colony depends on you. I already love the sound of this, and I love the look of this, too. Like, just kind of look briefly taking a quick glance at, like, some of the things you're going to be able to do. This game looks totally cool. So you have this puzzle-like terraforming system. It says, use a turn and select a terraforming kit to shape the landscape to your colony's advantage. Need a water source? Place a water drop tile into a canyon and watch the surrounding flatland become fertile. Need suitable terrain to build wind turbines? Use a terraforming kit to raise mountains that will help increase your energy production. Terraforming tiles have preset shapes, so be careful when configuring where to place them. You may end up with ice if you place a water drop tile on flat ground instead of a canyon. Be wise in your choices and always plan two steps ahead. Uh, so, it, so I'm watching this. Yeah. It's that GIF 
right above what you're reading. That is super cool, isn't it? But it just goes to show how much thought is going to go into this game. <laughs> this is not like, a, oh, let's just pick this up. Oh, yeah, this is, like, this is oh. not your everyday average, like, <laughs> no. wh what would you even call this? Like, it really, it, it's it's a different take on a city builder, right? Like, it, it's, 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 it's really like what it is. It's like a sandbox civilization Yeah, game. more or you less, know, more or less. And, and But this one looks so freaking tight. So let's keep reading here. Creating life on Mars. Turn the red planet green. Start by cultivating bacteria and creating the ideal conditions needed for plant life on Mars. Grow grasses and other flora to boost your colony rating. The government may even take notice of your endeavors and sponsor your efforts to build a bigger and better settlement. Create a viable habitat for your settlers by building water pumps, establishing farms on fertile ground, harnessing the power of the sun, and mining for precious minerals from the planet's red soil. While you may be eager to quickly advance your colony, don't forget to conserve your resources to create power cables and pipes that will connect the whole of your settlement. As your colony expands, ensure that the uh, I'm sorry, ensure that they stay satisfied by creating a convenient and sprawling tunnel system across the planet's surface. In expanding your colony, your role as an architect may pose a challenge as you navigate the harsh landscape to connect the whole of your settlement. And again, here as we, I'm getting very I'm getting like Sim, Sim City, Sim right? City, like Super early, Nintendo vibes right, right? Exactly. Now. I was going to say early Sim City esque. Uh, especially in that last picture they show in that little uh, section that we were just reading from with the tunnel system. It reminds me a lot yeah. of the way like that the, power yeah, lines. the way that it was handled in the water <laughs> yeah. grid system, the way that it was handled in, in SimCity. So, dude, this game is, is, is checking a lot of things that I really like, and I love the presentation and art style. Like, it, it just looks... It looks beautiful. It really does. Even though it's pixel art, like it looks freaking beautiful, man. It really does. So let's see here. We got. Well, it looks. I want to say it looks ten times better than a Super Nintendo game. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. But it has Super Nintendo graphics. So I, I that always pings right on my radar. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely uh, that throwback style, but it's still like this wouldn't have worked on an SNES type of a thing. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like Stardew would exactly. never, would never have worked on an SNES. Exactly. Right. Uh, so every map's going to be different. We have procedural map generation. No two maps are ever the same when you select a new game. With procedural map generation, you will be challenged with each new landscape as you navigate the canyons, mountains, and rough terrain of the Red Planet. But if you want more control over the maps, you can customize the landscape to make it more of a challenge or ease the struggles of establishing a new colony by altering the planet. Create more water sources or remove them completely. Raise the terrain to give your wind turbines an advantage or flatten the soil to construct more solar panels. The choice is yours. Uh, and there also will be da daily challenges, but I really like this segment right here that we're going to talk about. The dynamic weather changes and anomalies. In planning and developing your colony, be ready to weather the brutal storms and temperature fluctuations of Mars. A sandstorm may plunge your settlement into darkness and disrupt your solar batteries while cold snaps may lead to a sharp increase in electric energy consumption. Will your colony be strong enough to survive the Red Planet's worst seasons? And I'm just so excited to experience that, dude. Like... 
kind of the, the weather system. Again, talking SimCity, those were always really cool. The natural disasters and stuff that you'd be able to kind of see in the game. Oh, dude, the tornado was yeah. the worst. I want to see kind of what we're going to have to go and not just windstorms. I hope we have some like hellacious things that we'll have to deal with here because it's fucking Mars, dude. Like, there's got to be some crazy storms, right? I'm well, that assume. sandstorm looks ridiculous. It does. Like, and it it looks covers so cool. like 25 tiles yeah, in looks that one sandstorm. So cool. And there's a lot more involved here, too. Like, there's a trading system. There's artifacts to, you know, uncover and kind of research new stuff off of. And then speaking of, there's like a research tree with over 30 different technologies that'll aid you to construct like different things. Like if you look there, uh, public space, improved farming, trees growing. Uh, let's see here. Engineering on Mars, colony headquarters. So just different things that you'll be able to like build and have control over in your actual settlements as you research them. And uh, it's currently planned to release on Steam later this year. Actually, if you look at their roadmap, they're actually planning to have this out full release in November of this year with beta access in September. That's not bad. Yeah, alpha access in July, beta access in September. So, and then full release in November. That is definite quick turnaround, and I and I love that too. So, uh, they're already hitting stretch goals. They've already reached two. We have a random event system added because they hit the 10k, and then uh, at 15k they added an exploration system, and at 20k, which I assume with 24 days to go, we're, we're gonna get that. Uh, they're going to add some underground expansion stuff. So you'll be able to kind of build underground as well. And it looks like they may bring it to... Yeah, it says, if our campaign is successful, Farlanders will also be released on Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. So this won't just be locked okay. to PC. This will also release on consoles. This will be a great Switch game, if you think about it. Oh, it would be a fantastic game for any of those three platforms. I mean... I love these types of games on a PlayStation because it just slays the game. Right. Like, it it makes you feel like you are playing a really, really well-made game just because the system can handle any type of demand you put on it with the... You know, it's, it's not a graphically demanding game, so that is off the table, so the processing power can go straight to all the different... Absolutely. ...events and, and different gameplay items that are in there, and I love that. So... I would rather play it on a console than Steam just because I want to sit on my butt. Exactly. Kind of like me playing Final Fantasy XIV and wanting to sit on my butt on the (laughs) couch, man. It all circles back around. I told you. Sometimes you just don't want to sit at the PC all the time and play games. (laughs) I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Uh, Cheapest tier to jump in to get a copy of the game is that Martian tier. 15 US dollars will get you exclusive backer Discord (laughs) title. Yeah, then you should hop right on that. That's your price point. 15, baby. 15 bucks right there. I know. <laughs> uh, Kickstarter statue in the game. Your name in the credits and, of course, a digital copy of the game. And, yeah, it's coming out in November of this year. That is quick turnaround. I love this. This is an absolute buy for me. Like, I, I think this is just so cool looking. I will be there day one for this. Check it out. Kickstarter.com. Name of the game is Farlanders. All right. We are at the close of the show. And Sean, because you had the pity pick, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you are you gonna are you gonna give us something off of Kyle's PP this week, or is that just something that Kyle does? I don't even remember what that stands for. <laughs> Kyle's personal <laughs> playlist or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I forgot. I forgot what he does. With Final PP. words go to you, Sean. Final words go uh, to you. Well, guys, you know that's gonna do it for us this week at the Max Level Podcast. We just wanna Max thank Level. You for that's being been here a with while. us. <laughs> that's been a while. What what is it? Is it keep the music playing? Keep it loud? No, no, that's not it. That was BG Mania. Um, that's still BG Mania. Keep that, the music playing. That's still BG Mania. And keep it loud. Um, let's see. We've got. Oh, that's right. Until next time, keep gaining experience until you reach max, max level. <laughs> what the fuck? This episode of the Level Down Games podcast has been brought to you by leveldowngames.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check out youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and make sure you subscribe with notifications on, as well as twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames again with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.